Oh, hello. Hi. Hey, this is John from the Maine, and you're listening to the Rock Sound Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Rock Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Will Cross, junior editor at the magazine. Um, the all-new Rock Sound Podcast. Uh, we were here last week for our very first episode, our, our first launch special, uh, where we were speaking to bands like Sleeping With Sirens and Tonight Alive and Waterparts and With Confidence. We had the absolute best time and we hope you did too. As I say, keep telling us what you like, what you enjoy and let us know. Um, so today is part two of our launch special. And we are going to be speaking to the mighty Neck Deep, Pierce the Veil, State Champs, and of Mice and Men. And joining me today and forever, Tamsin Wills. Hello. Forever. I like that you said that. I'm like, you are never leaving. Um, hello. hello. I'm Tamsin. Um, this, this is fun, isn't it? It's really fun. I'm having a really nice time. Yeah. I hope everyone else is as well. Like, we, we love doing this. So um, if if you are enjoying it please let us know <laughs> yeah exactly did you have uh, a good time on the first episode i had a really nice time like some great bands um i loved hearing what austin had to say because he's just wild um and with confidence tonight live great like it's amazing to hear what those guys are up to right now so yeah so much to come so much to come jam of the year well, I've been thinking about this, and I was going to go with a broadside song, because that's that, that album is just bangers from start to finish. Um, but I feel like I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the band who are on today's podcast. It is State Champs, and their cover of Shawn Mendes' Stitches, because when Stitches first came out, what, two years ago now? Something like that? I didn't stop listening to it. It was it was one of those pop songs that you literally just keep listening to and I was like, this is such a jam. <laughs> um, and I would do hand claps and everything. And then State Champs covered it and I was like, this is everything I've ever needed in my life. <laughs> Mate, bangers. And uh, of course, Mr. Jack Rogers. How's it going, my man? I'm all right, Will Cross, how are you? I'm very good. Did you have a good time last week? It was a laugh, wasn't it? It like, was very good. Bands, bants couple of brews here. Bands, bands and bangers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's all the bees. I live my life by the bees. That is going to be our slogan. Please, we have to make that our slogan. Uh, what's your jam of the year? Um, mine was a, it's a quite a nice surprise as well. It's um, Atlantic by Grayscale. Oh, ching. Uh, which when they signed to Fearless, I remember hearing the teaser and I was like, this is a bit bloody good. And then when it came in, I was just like, I listened to it 12 times in a row, because it's just like, the chorus sticks to you like tar. Like, it's just in your head constantly. And that other Dorman is fucking brilliant, but like, because it's on so many different levels, but that song as a central point is just huge. And like, sometimes I'll be going down the street, and it's like, when you got a good groove on, just find myself going, da da <laughs> And like people look at you and it's like, yeah, well, you don't know how good the song is, man. You don't yeah. care, yeah. it's having a good time. You like, don't even yeah. know. <laughs> it's like, shout out Grayscale for being the biggest surprise this year and releasing yeah, a song. Yeah, they're, they're going to do big things. Yeah. They are killer shout. It's one of the songs where you just can't wait 
to crowd surf to it live when, it, com- when it comes around. When like, they come to the UK. Be, I can be an absolute nuisance to everyone. <laughs> with my, with my fists in the air. Can't wait for that. Uh, my answer would be uh, the very first band of this episode that we're going to speak to, actually. Neck Deep uh, with In Bloom from uh, their forthcoming album, The Peace and the Panic. Um, you're going to be hearing that song very, very soon. And when I tell you that songs um, appear out of, not necessarily out of nowhere, but from a band that have had a lot of promise for a long time and come up with something really special, In Bloom is one of those songs. I mean, it's got this slight 90s feel to it. It kind of feels like it could have been off like a teen movie soundtrack, something like Clueless. But then it's just oh, such a <laughs> film. It's such a banger and Ben's voice on it just sounds so assured and so honest and honestly uh, when we first heard the album in the office I thought I was going to cry it's just it's amazing can confirm that when we were listening to the Neck Deep album for the first time I I wish I could have filmed Will's face from like start (laughs) to finish because it was just like constant like there was some surprise going on and then like another song came in it was like oh listen to that and it was was the best thing I I think I just watched him rather than like listening to the songs and be like yep yeah, bangers bangers and then just watching Will's face like animate throughout the whole just thing just contour yeah. and change position and, 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 and by the end of it just seeing like a single tear run down his face <laughs> it was it was very emotional um, so perfect place to start we uh <laughs> Bloody hell. But perfect place to start. So we um, we spoke to Ben and Phil from Neck Deep. Um, so far, you've heard Where Do We Go When We Go, Happy Judgment Day, and now Motion Sickness, um, all of which are really, really good bridging songs between Life's Not Out, Not Out To Get You and The Peace and the Panic. Um, so we thought that we'd speak to Ben and Phil and really, really get inside the album and things of talking about these curveballs and this emotion that's kind of wrapped up inside it and trying to get to the bottom of, of how they came up with that and the real kind of mature shift that Neck Deep have made with this album, but it also still very much sounding like them and the band that you love. So, um, so yeah, it's this was just one of my favourite chats I think I've ever done. So, um, shout out Ben and Phil, shout out Neck Deep. Here we go. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, Phil, Ben, thank you so much for coming in. No uh, very exciting. I'm going to go straight in. Oh. Peace and the Panic. Oh, yes. Best Neck Deep album of all yes. time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the greatest Neck Deep album ever written. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. It um, is. <laughs> yeah, in our opinion, it's the, it's the best Neck Deep album we've written, you know. Um, it's definitely a progression of the band, as generic as that sounds, and blah, 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 blah. It really is, you know, that's what it comes down to is, is us progressing, it is us growing up a little bit, and it is us trying something a little different in parts where it's kind of where it's feasible you know you get that you get you get something a little different from neck deep but you still have all those classic neck deep sounding songs yeah it's got the balance i think we got the balance just right that you know there's nothing that's you know massively shocking but then there's you know it's definitely got the songs like you said that are a little different yeah it's got the songs that are definitely a step forward and a bit different but it's definitely got a lot of just what you know a development development of that net deep sound yeah Yeah, for sure I mean those first two singles were were, were showing that you know just to show people we're still neck deep we're not a jazz fusion band don't worry Um, it's not gotten too experimental yeah (laughs) nine minute instrumental songs or anything like that no nothing too crazy yeah Yeah. fiddle well I've been lucky enough to hear the album um, and I totally agree like it's I personally think it's the best net deep album for those reasons like there's so much going on Um, it it stays completely true to who you are as a band Um, but like like it's a completely natural progression but the curveballs that come up would just honestly not be on my arse like, uh, yeah. so we'll go into that. Um, okay, but we'll kick off with uh, so you've released obviously with Happy Judgment Day, but also mm-hmm. Where Do We Go When We Go. Yeah, 
Um, that's also the closer of the album. It is. Is yeah. that kind of um, the overall kind of uh, the overarching theme of the album? Well, There's quite a lot of themes, isn't there? I but... think on a, on, a, on a lyrical note, yeah, the, the overriding theme is generally the the good and the bad come hand in hand. You have the peace and the panic, and it's about making that kind of duality work together. But the overriding sentiment of the album, the reason why it ends with that track, is because the final line is. I just want to get one up on life before it kills me. And basically, this kind of realization that, you know, death is one of the only guaranteed things that you have in life and it's going to creep up on you one day and you just need to make the most of your life before it does creep up on you. And, you know, um, despite all the bad and despite all the, all the panic, you just have to make something of yourself. You just have to go out there and do it and do whatever makes you happy and whatever is going to give you that satisfaction. Maybe I was a... You could have maybe said that we were naive maybe to write Life's Not Hard to Get You, but I still stand by Life's Not Hard to Get You. I still yeah. think absolutely that like life is what you make it and it's not out to get you, it is what you make it. But, you know, maybe we did come to a realisation a realization over the last two years that you can't escape the bad like you know you can be as positive as you want but uh, for the good for you to have the good you have to have the bad in balance with it and it was kind of that realisation that spurred on a lot of these songs for for Panic, so. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I read somewhere, I think it was a quote from you, Ben, saying that um, Life's Night Out Sketchy was like a period of uninterrupted happiness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, is this a reaction to that? It is. I think it is a reaction to the to the interruption of the happiness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, like we said, we all experience things personally and as a band that really did kind of change our perspective on things a little bit. Not that we've lost touch with, you know, that that, that the life's not hard to get you side of things, but we've just come to grow up and come to a few realisations and, you know, yeah. I think that shows in the music. It isn't so happy-go-lucky. It still has that feel of a neck-deep song, but maybe yeah, the, the lyrical positivity content. is still there, for sure. The positivity is still there, but it's maybe like... a little more subtle. Well, I mean, to, like, to go into some songs, like 1970-something, uh, especially, like, was, oh, was this a hard album to write lyrically yeah definitely yeah. man like I stressed my absolute balls off writing this song like there was a point where it got to like like I've used this anecdote, anecdote a couple of times and it, and it was entirely true and I remember thinking that at the time of it happening like this is a prime example of the piece of the panic like I had written like there was, there was two songs in particular that I was really struggling to write and one of them was 19 something and one, uh, 1970 something and one of them was The Grand Delusion and I remember I was writing those songs and I was just so fucking stressed like at that point I'd written like 13 or 14 songs in a month and, and I was just creatively just burnt out and was just going through absolute anxiety, stress, just hating my life. And then had this moment where it was kind of just me in the apartment and the sun was kind of coming down and it was just really picturesque kind of view over LA. And I just had this moment of like utter clarity and just like, no, it's all going to be fine. You don't need to write anymore. You're all good. I remember I started the very basic idea for 1970-something on the tour, on the Day to Remember tour that we did just before we went to record the album. And I was kind of having a bit of a bit of a tough one. Like I was going, having a bit of a moment, thinking about my family and stuff and what I went through. And I just started, right, just started noodling on guitar and just started writing the lyrics for it and just like very basic guitar, uh, guitar um, progression for it and. Yeah, that was really like that was one of the last songs that we like wrote before going into the studio, and it turned out to be one of the most like dynamic songs on the record. Yeah, yeah. no, you can completely. I mean, like uh, when I heard that in particular, like, especially when it kind of builds up at the end, mm. I was just like, man, like I, I've never heard you guys do something like that before, and it was just like, like was that that for all of us? Like even being there, you know, recording it. It's this, this great, you know, the storytelling 
song that really does tell a story and I think you maybe kind of expect it as you're listening to the song if you know what the band is you know what we've been through recently but if you don't expect it at all that that twist halfway through that song just I think everybody who's heard that song is like I was in tears recording that song like my girlfriend said to me like you sound like you're about to break down when you're singing it and I was like I fucking was like this close like yeah I actually was pretty fucking close to tears like when I was recording that song and but now I've listened to it a million times and then I can see it for what it is and I've kind of desensitized myself to it a little bit because I'm like yeah. I know we have to play this live so I'm just going to have to face up and listen to it and just accept it um, but yeah I'd be lying if I said I didn't shed a tear or two listening to it the first couple of times for sure yeah for sure man um, I mean I guess as well talking that sort of duality of the album um, you've got a song like that which is this kind of as I say this kind of was like an epic it's an emotional epic and then it's counterbalanced by these kind of again these kind of curveballs of like these sort of dreamy um, really beautiful moments um, I want to bring up In Bloom yeah, which I think is, 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 is one of our favourites yeah, yeah man that was that was when I was because when we listened through that was like I was just like it blew me away like I was just yeah. like I, I like I'd heard rumblings of what the album's going to sound like yeah. but like it was just like, like how did that come about it's funny Bloom is actually I think officially was the first song we had for the whole album that, oh. that goes way back that was like a very early demo I know uh, Ben had kind of wrote it and had this acoustic like again acoustic guitar kind of had this melody and then like we, we yeah, had like a half that. a song track that sounded exactly how the song ended up sounding and after the first chorus just ended and we had that for like I don't even know, like, like half a year, year. Like literally, a year, maybe, maybe a year, uh, and it was always like when it comes to doing the new album, that song we know is going to make it. I think like, it's one of my favorite songs that Net Deep have ever written. It's, I think yeah. it one of my favorites. Truly, like I, I listen to that song and it get it 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 makes you feel something. Yeah. It conveys such a, an emotion. You know what I mean? Like that's maybe yeah. even yeah. more the future. That's yeah. like because you're always going to take that little step into the deep end on that rec- you know on a record yeah, and the yeah. next time you take a step past where you went last time and yeah, like that's absolutely. the step that we took out we've, you know? we've yeah. left it open a lot of doors for ourselves to kind of go wherever we want because there is so, because the album is so dynamic you have songs like Don't Wait on there which are like these heavy drivey kind of punky angsty songs that were screaming on them yeah. to In Bloom and 1970 something and we wanted an album that was super dynamic we wanted an album that people could listen through the whole way and not be bored or like halfway through re- like wonder if it's still the same song or not you know like yeah. we didn't want that at all we wanted people to be on a bit of a ride and take them up and down and really leave ourselves with as many open doors as possible that we can go and explore after this like mm-hmm. I feel like this album is like not only is it the best neck deep album that we've written but it just leaves the door open for us to do so much more in the future and now we've kind of you know last night to get you we did pop punk like we went into that record saying we want to write a pop punk record and we're going to absolutely kill it and it's going to be through and through pop punk whereas this time we're okay we've done that and we still love it and we're still all about it so let's keep writing those songs but let's show people what else we can do though. that's exciting man like I mean you've that eclecticism you could I mean like you say you can hear it all over the album and I mean going on that tangent let's talk don't wait so how did Sam Carter get involved I mean the thing is we kind of discussed the idea of having guest vocalists on the album like you always do but it's one of the things we kind of said I mean, we had a meeting uh, with some people from the label really early on. They were like, oh, you know, do you want to have a guest vocalist? It's like, well, it's too early. Like, we're not just going to say we'll have one for the sake of it. Like, if a part comes up that feels right and feels natural, we will, sure. I think he kind of saw it the same way that we did. Like, we didn't want to just put another pop-punk vocalist on there for the sake of there being a guest part that is just like, all right, well, I, like, no, no fucking weirdness but like I could have just sung that and it would have could have just been the same part you know what I mean like if we're gonna have a guest part it needs to be something that 
adds something to the song and makes the song unique and makes the guest part unique. And by doing that, we need to maybe look outside the pop book genre. Some screamer vocals would sound awesome here. Who is the best vocalist you can think of? Sam Carter, and as well, British band, British metal band, British pop punk band. It's a cool crossover, and Sam said the same thing. He thought it was cool because it was something different. It's not like him just featuring on a metal track where he just screams and it, it's just like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, it, you know, it wasn't just a part for the sake of the part. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was yeah, like you it, could hear that it was like, yeah, I can hear that that'd be cool. It adds and, something and, to yeah, it. Yeah, it's not just like, well, we just left a 20 second gap, so, you know, do whatever. It was like, <laughs> You know, it really naturally was like, yeah, that would be sick. When it came back, we were just like, fuck, that is sick. That is just unreal. And it came out better than I think any of us ever expected. So, yeah, Sam, what a lad. And I think it helps that I'm a Man United fan. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. that's what, so that's what sealed the deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can imagine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because when, so when his voice comes over yours and you're kind of intertwining, like, man, like, it just, Epic. it sounds, so, it does, like, it sounds so seamless as well. Like, you talk about that crossover, like... Yeah, and it seems it just makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It's not like a, oh, they've got Sam Carter on a song. That's weird. Put screaming on a pop punk song. It's like, well, well, I wouldn't call it a pop punk song. I wouldn't say that it, yeah. it was any. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a label on it. It can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I definitely think it's a great. I feel like Life's Not to Get is one of those ones that you just bang it on, and you just one time hear it, you're like, oh yeah, these are, these are catchy. I like this. It's banging, you know, but. This one's definitely like the grower. Like it takes a second to really like take it in. Yeah, I feel when like you do, I feel like you're connected. People will so be much immediately harder. drawn to like Judgment Day, In Bloom, uh, Where Do We Go, uh, maybe Grand Delusion and like Motion Sickness. I feel people will be immediately drawn to those. But those songs like Parachute and Heavy Lies and 1970 something and things like that, I feel like people get they're going to be ones that people go back to afterwards and go actually this song yeah I predict that people will kind of be like yeah those ones are cool but I really like the other ones and then like come a few months later they'll all be going actually that's my favourite song on the album yeah, I didn't yeah. realise totally like, I mean that's the thing I mean, listen, I've heard the album about five times now and like it's almost got that kind of Black Parade style thing where the more you listen the more the kind of secrets come yeah, out you know yeah, like yeah, right. yeah. so yeah I mean I can't wait to listen to it more um, I guess to finish up then like with um, with the UK tour coming up, obviously you're doing Brixton. Yes. Um, is there going to be a lot of this album being brought to people? Yeah, I mean, we, we haven't obviously figured out exact set list and stuff yet. And when the album's out, we'll get a better gauge of you know what people want to hear because you always want to make sure people are getting the songs they want to hear. But yeah, we, we de- we're really excited to like start bringing a lot of these songs into the live show. Like we are stoked on them; they feel like they really represent who we are now, and we're going to want to bring a lot of that into the live show. So yeah, I mean, as we've already chatted about, like, the piece in the panic is just an absolute work of art. You guys are going to be so stoked when you hear this album. Um, It's a real coming of age for Neck Deep. Um, It really reminds me of when Brimley Horizon came out with There Is A Hell, and that they've been building up with all these bangers, you know, Suicide Isn't A Bit Like Life's Now To Get You, all these, like, really kind of slightly straight up, but just absolutely brilliant songs. And then they've taken all those things and pushed them as far as they can possibly go and pulled everything off jack into it oh yeah big style mate like i'm i'm an og neck deep boy um i was there like there when they put um first song on Bandcamp, straight up to now follow them everything and this how they're talking now it's just the most confident and accomplished and mature they've ever been and especially on this album like <clears throat> when you hear it, it's it's come from a dark place like a like the fucking worst place that's possible from like the deaths of Ben and Phil's dads in the past year. But what they've done is they've taken those serious subject matters and just given it a subtle positivity where they've 
taken these experiences and just made them their own and put them into these songs, which are so... <clears throat> they fit into the timeline neck deep, but it just develops it to a different level completely. And, like, when I've listened to a few... Like, each time that I've heard certain songs, it's just affected me that little bit more each time. And all good songwriting should make you feel something like that. And the fact that on Life's Not Hard To Get You, they made so many like they made perfect pop punk in my eyes for what it needed to be because they're already like the ringleaders like they revived UK pop punk they made it um, an establishment again and everyone's copying them now and they're already two steps ahead so like it's just unbelievable what they're dealing with and what they're putting out there and the fact that like in two years time bands are going to be doing what they're doing on this album They'll be fucking out the door. Mate, They'll be onto something completely different. That's it. They're absolute leaders in this world. I mean, um, something that we touched on as well, talking about Don't Wait with Sam Carter from Architects doing guest vocals. Um, it really shows the power of both. We talked about Risk with Sleep and Sirens last week, and it really shows the power of Risk and the power of collaboration um, in music. I mean, Tamsin, do you agree? Totally. Uh, I mean, that Sam from Architects coming in on that song is just... it's one of the best things probably to happen in our scene like it is going to blow everyone's minds man it's 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 like, it's, it's it's like, like boom yeah it's just like yeah hits you yeah. in the chest on it yeah like, like it's yeah. insane um and i mean that they've been friends for ages so it, it kind of made sense but like it, it works it and it's two of the best UK bands we've got right now coming together and it's just really nice to see. Definitely, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it's like Ben said, it's a cool crossover. Yeah, definitely, and you know, fans of Architects, it might lead them to be like, okay, I'll go and check out this pop-punk band, and the same for people who, you know, are probably on the poppier side of liking pop-punk, they can be like, well, you know, Sam's Ooh. got a wicked voice, mm. let's go and listen to some Architects, and Ooh, then they're... Metalcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's this? Yeah. Um, but but then like it opens so many doors for like both bands, um, and I think that's really great. It's really great when you see bands like that coming together and just kind of doing their thing and just being like, yes. Yeah, so this is like just drop. It's like a mic drop. That song. <laughs> it really is. It's just like that, when when they put it out, it's just gonna be like. Poof, it really it's is. Like, and everyone's just gonna be like. Aah! I wanted to flip so many tables the first time I heard that I song. I wish you. I wish you. <laughs> That would have been amazing. But yeah, that's that's what the song is. Like it's it's a table flipping anthem. It is. And I, I, I can't wait to see that live as well. I mean that's the thing, I think this is a really important album within within our realm of music. I think uh, a bit like I say I touched on There is a Hell by Bring the Horizon. I think, you know, we're talking about bands copying Neck Deep now and that's what happened with Bring the Horizon at the time. Uh, this is a this is a real important moment, I think. I mean I think bands other bands, younger bands are gonna look at this album and see the the power of risk paying off and the power of experimentation and being able to come up with these songs that you never maybe even thought possible when you first started your band uh, and that could open so many exciting doors across the scale so um all i can do is salute neck deep on this i mean i cannot wait till you all out there hear these songs i mean they are incredible and as tam's in touch on seeing don't wait live um they're doing a huge uk tour later this year they are we're excited yeah so excited. <laughs> so much crowd surfing. Brixton. Oh that that's it. Like if that's they... the date. That's that's like that's that's the statement that they needed to make. Yeah. Yeah. Just like totally. this this is what we can do. Yeah. Like because there's big shows on that, but like 
to sell out 5k people to have them all singing along to um, part of me like man. Oh, goosebumps man. man like goosebumps and tears yeah I mean that's <laughs> if they put together a perfect set list which they'll do it's gonna be it's gonna be mind blowing I was just say I was gonna say goosebumps and tears like, sounds like my memoir <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the thing is as well with this Neck Deep album like it it really shows them maturing as a band mm. um, I feel like for what like they have been leaders of the uk pop punk scene for the past few years but i feel like a lot of outsiders still kind of saw them as a bit of a gimmick um and it's been like oh just a pop punk band that's sing about pizza and hating their hometown their deep, mate, their shit. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right um but i feel like this album they're they're going to be taken a lot more seriously like not just from their fans but from you know people in music this album kind of just shows like their songwriting ability and them just growing up a bit and just being like you know what life is a bit shit um it is out to get you uh but like you just gotta make the most of it and that's exactly what this album shows absolutely and i mean you know talk, ben was very very um i think he was very modest actually in that chat about talking about his the the work he's done lyrically on this album and to, to come up with a song like 1970 something i mean i said earlier about bands necessarily coming up with songs now via this that they never thought they could originally when they formed that is the ultimate example i mean 1970 something is this beautiful it's like an emo epic yeah. and I, I when i it's big it's big like the first time i heard that song i was just like i just sat there and went wow like i never thought i would ever hear neg deep do a song like that and here we are um so it's the the door is wide open for that band and i couldn't think of someone more or a band more deserving like it's going to be quite the big six months i think yeah, it'll be all yeah, right sure. it'll be a laugh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will be a laugh um cool so uh moving on um pierce the veil um so big big band in our world uh elder statesman now i mean it's been 10 years since debut album of flair for the dramatic uh, what? yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> feel old yeah yeah <laughs> um so they had um, a very long process in making Misadventures, which came out this time last year. Um, Vic took uh, really took his time uh, living the songs and uh, coming up with the lyrics to put to the music that was done much quicker. So to talk to him and his brother Mike um, about the real relief in everything being done finally and bringing it out to people and the huge success that it's had in that fans have absolutely lapped it up and they're stronger than ever was uh, really invigorating to be able to speak to two people in a band about that because it was clear that even you know 10 years on from their debut album they're still so pumped about what they're doing um so we talk about that and also what might be coming next for pierce the bell like a few hints in there as well so um yeah interesting chat let us know what you think uh, it was my chat with vic and mike from pierce the bell Vic, Mike, like awesome to have you guys on. It's been a year of misadventures um, and the huge success that that album's kind of brought. Like, how does it feel to kind of finally got everything out to, to people and fans? Uh, it feels like the last day of school when you finish your test <laughs> and you fucking burn your homework and you throw it all. Like, that's what it feels like. It feels like we're on vacation and it's been a fucking awesome. Agreed, agreed. Bro. Yeah, nice. So I guess, what well, was it a real relief? Because obviously there was a gap between the music being done and vocals being done. Like, was that, was it a real relief to kind of get it out there? It was a relief. It was a relief. It was like a, it was like a gift. Yeah. Dude. It was fucking awesome. It, it, it was just, like I said, it, it was, uh, it was nice to change our life from studio to to the real world and actually uh, see trees and nature and life and people. So it was nice. 
<laughs> Sick. I guess going to the album as well. Like in terms of musically, it feels like you kind of took elements of uh, you know the Pierce the Veil sound before and kind of rammed them up. So like you know you got songs like Floral and Fading. There's kind of like those sort of like eighty style synths and those kind of big guitar licks and things like that. Like was was that something that you kind of uh, was that quite natural? Was that something you kind of planned to do or like how did that come about? Uh, I remember when we were working on that song in general, Floral and Fading. It was it was. Uh, we loved the direction it was heading, but we worked on that song for so long because um, we wanted it to be perfect. And, and uh, you know, that's the same, same thing with all our songs. We, we try so many different things, and uh, a lot of times we just end up using the first idea, but it's, yeah. it's nice to explore, you know, every single option you can. Yeah, it's all like experimentation with us. We fuck around for months until we get like something that just sounds like no other band. And we did, that's how we get our sound, is like we just just mess around until we, we, we feel like we got something unique and, and, uh, and that we really like and, and that's just uh, how we always always done it awesome I guess as well lyrically like is it is it quite some of the stuff you talk about on the album is quite I mean it's pretty deep and like is, was that was that hard to write yeah it was it was it was I think that's what took the uh, the longest for me because I, I I took my time with every song it was like a story and it was like uh, a real part of our lives, and and, and um, I wanted each song to have an impact, and, and uh, so didn't rush it. Waited for each song, and, and uh, kind of um, almost searched for them. You know, I went to a lot of different countries, cities. Like we, we wrote all over the world this album, and uh, that's kind of why we called it Misadventures because it was like this thing we set out to do that just like went on a tailspin, like all over the place. Yeah, it was cool. Awesome, I, like yeah, cause Andy did a cover feature for Roxanne with you guys, and I remember him writing in that that um, you know that you were told to go and live the the stories of misadventures. Like, is that so? I guess that's kind of like I guess that's what you're touching on. That, that, like, is that something that kind of over that process, those were things that you, you you know you guys were living. Like, yeah, I mean, each song I could tell you, uh, I could sit down, we could sit down with a little scotch and, and, uh, <laughs> and a cigar, and we could talk yeah. about it, you know. And, yeah. Um, and I wanted it to be that way because I otherwise what what else you know I don't know I mean I could sing about Mike's shoes they're pink with <laughs> they, they are sick right? and there's, I could probably write a whole song about those but you know we wanted them to be a little shit, deeper yeah. than that <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I guess, well, like, going on, like, particular songs and, like, not to kind of grill you guys too much, but, like, I guess, like, a song like Phantom Power and Ludicrous Speed, like, um, like, bits of the album get really heavy, like, like at the end, like, especially when the kind of the effects come in and it's those, like, the drums and the guitar that just keeps yeah. going. Like, like, was that kind of, like, was that was that something that you kind of um, set out to do as well again or was it kind of natural and did it just kind of just come that way? I think, I think we, we all like, you know, so many different styles of music and, uh, for the most part, we like hard, heavy rock and, and heavy, heavy stuff as well. So, uh, you know, you definitely hear those different elements here and there, and, and we kind of mash them all together, and it, it kind of makes our sound, I guess. So, yeah, we just, you know, whatever albums we're listening to, we, we take, you know, um, ideas from different stuff. And, and our fans as well, you know, like um, the shows in general, we, we like to write songs picturing how they're going to be performed live and, and uh, on tour. Awesome, yeah, because I actually saw you guys in uh, November last year when you brought uh, Let Living Creeper out. Like, yeah, how was that? That was one of my favorite tours we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, not just because we love those bands, but them as people, the best dudes ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, pretty bummed that Let Live, you know, called it, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got to do what they got to do. Uh, but yeah, we watched Creeper today, and it was so good to see those guys. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, oh yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that was a really special tour. It was definitely a lot of brotherhood going on, and, and uh, can't really, can't ever recreate that one. We couldn't, we couldn't hang out enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> every day yeah. it was just like hugs and, you know, <laughs> let's fucking have a good time. It's a lot of love. Like, yeah. A lot of love, yeah. <laughs> nice. I guess, well, like, especially working in the industry, like, something I've really noticed recently as we pick up new bands and that sort of thing is that so many bands sound like you guys now. Uh, and, and something I found with Misadventures is, is that it, it just sounded like you. Obviously, you, you know, Mike, you're saying that you influence so many bands and that sort of thing. But, like, all that together just sounds like Pierce the Veil now. I guess, how does it feel that now you've kind of got that sound, like, that just a wave of bands are sounding like you guys? Somebody mentioned that the other day. Like, uh, people, people are starting to, like, you know, have a Pierce the Veil style. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means, even. Because <laughs> we're such a weird band that I don't even know, like, what that would even <laughs> Mean, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a cool thing if, if we're inspiring other bands, uh, newer bands, to uh, to write cool stuff. So. Definitely, and I guess as well in terms of I was, I was trying to hire me and Tony earlier, and um, you know they were saying that you know you, you're having a bit of a break, and then you've got the Rise Against tour, and they, they were saying that you kind of guys, you guys are kind of taking stuff away, and you're going to kind of write on your own and kind of see what happens. Is that is that kind of what you guys are doing? Yeah, I, I think I think we want to you know focus on uh, writing, but still touring um, off Misadventures, and I think there's still a lot of touring to be done off that record. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, music industry is just flying right now, and people are just like putting songs out left and right, and it's a, uh, so, you know, we want to keep the ball rolling and, and just keep writing, and, uh, and, you know, like I said, just keep it, keep it going, you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a bit like we were talking about on Misadventures as well, that, you know, you kind of took elements of the, the PTV sound and kind of ran them up. Like, is that something that we might even hear more of? Is there going to be more, potentially more kind of experiments? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't I don't know, man. It's going to be, it's all going to come out when I sit down with my guitar and start, like, coming up with random stuff. And, and uh, it all, it's all like a, it's a big journey. It's a big maze. Like, we don't really know what the record's going to sound like. Awesome. So, um, yeah, the relief in Misadventures' success. I mean, we're, we're, we're all agreeing here, right? Misadventures, banger album. Oh, straight up. Worth the wait. Totally worth the wait. Yeah, completely worth the wait. Yeah. <laughs> like, four years of just... Like, what, watching the bands go through the ringer of, like... It's frustrating when things aren't going right, but to be able to come back with that and just go, it's here, fuckers. Like, <laughs> and, and, and it's fucking good as well. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's a proper relief on for all parties definitely and like like we're talking about experiments before we neck deep you know songs like floral and fading or gold metal ribbon you know they ramped up that kind of synthy 80s element but it still sounded so acutely pierced the veil that they just came out with these i mean they're, they're bizarre bangers that's the only kind of term i can come up with yeah. really, and that you don't know what's going on really but like but you know, you're loving it yeah exactly whatever's <laughs> happening it sounds great <laughs> yeah exactly i mean um vic living the songs lyrically like what do you take from that Tamsin? Good idea, good move? I think no matter what they would have written, really, I think that album was going to be good because because they spent so much time on it. Um, and like, like we've said with Neck Deep, they actually talk about a lot of like deep, dark stuff on Misadventures, but they are it's kind of nicely coated in these bangers and riffs and everything. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's it's always dangerous for a band taking that time away, like and and being that band as well, and knowing that you haven't put out any new music for coming up to four years, you, you kind of sit there and be like, 
isn't going to give a fuck mm. about us anymore. Mm. And that is terrifying for a band. Um, but like they've said before, like it, if it wasn't for the fans, like misadventures like may not have happened. It may not have been like the big big album that it was. Um, because the fans kept that interest. They they were kind of being like. We would really like a new album right now, but we're just we're going to give you some time. We're going to sit here and we're going to wait and we'll wait patiently. <laughs> um, and when you're ready, come to us and we'll we'll just like let loose. And yeah. that's exactly what happens. Um, and I mean, props to them. Like it is it's a huge risk taking that time away and kind of when you're a bit older as well. I feel like you know when you're 18, right? About songs about girls and hating your mum's cooking or whatever. <laughs> Um, Who's written about hating your mum's cooking? <laughs> Who hates their mum's cooking? Um, but you know, like blasphemy. They're, they're, they're in their 30s now. They they've got families. They've got adult life responsibilities, and they see the world in a new way than you do when you're younger. Um, and that comes across in the album as well. Um, so I think it's 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 going to be interesting to see where they go next with mis- like from misadventures. Like. So exciting! I mean, I mean, it, an interesting comparison I think as well. We were talking about sleeping with sirens last week, and we were saying sirens with gossip. How they're leaving, you know, the warped world behind now, and they're they're aiming for something new and mature. You know, whereas with Pierce the Veil, um, they feel equally mature in what they've done and what they've evolved into. But it still feels that they still they're still really interested in keeping things rock, you know, and heavy. Yeah. You know, a song yeah. like Phantom Power and Ludicrous Speed on Misadventures. I mean, that's got a pace to it, man. Like that's mega. And I don't think. I mean, we chatted about. Um, Mike mentioned that you know he grew up on uh, on punk bands, you know, uh, like heavier bands. And I don't think that's something that's ever going to go away from Pierce's music. Oh, no, I think they're really happy. Like the amazing thing is that they've built these their own boundaries and they've gone well we're going to push it this far and we're going to be this heavy and we're going to be this poppy and then we're going to be this flamenco and we're going to be this <laughs> dubstepy or whatever they want to be yeah they just go you know like now let's break down that barrier and then just keep going into this next bit and this next bit so they keep getting heavier and heavier and like it transcends them into completely different worlds and completely different like like standpoints and genres and things and it spreads out the appeal to different people it's like you don't know when they could stop like they could turn into like fucking agoraphobic nosebleed or something at this point if they if they wanted to yeah they could be that band yeah they're just happy to keep things in their own control yeah and as well like it's there are some proper heavy moments like some proper like windmill moments on this oh, like Vic can play the guitar big time when he brings that pace when him and Mike double up on the pace I'm just like yes like I, I've, I think I've got a little crush on uh, Mike's drum fills like, <laughs> you like and me both. I, I'm, I'm properly like I've got a like, little picture of his of his <laughs> of his drumsticks <laughs> next to my bed that I just like keep there just in case like goodnight like, goodnight Mike's drum fills <laughs> I mean, this is this is almost Waterparks ten years on, isn't it? In a way, like it's like Waterparks in the Waterparks are on their debut and could go anywhere. Pierce the Veil are so far into their career now as an elder band in the rock sound world, but it still feels like they could go anywhere. You know, they, as you they still have just t- so much touch like, life in them. Yeah, like they're not a band that have kind of been like, oh, we're getting on a bit now. Like we'll do one more album and then we'll call it sort of thing. Like there's still so much more to come from them. Like they, they could literally be riffing until they're 70. Oh mate, I'll they, with I bet they, do. Uh, they could do. They, they could yeah. be. They will do. Well, it's, it's in the same way as like the 
big bands now like Metallica, Maiden, like they'll keep going. Yeah. When those bands are long gone, it's gonna be Pierce the Veil. Mate, yes it will. Like like that's what and it's gonna be all all of us like with our blankets on our chairs and our like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah, little thermos of hot chocolate. <laughs> nice fall it. Yeah, yeah. Sit, sitting at festivals, like waiting till the end, like people do now. I'm so. not gonna lie. I mean, that sounds really good to me. Yeah. That sounds like a really nice sure, time. I'm pretty sure I've seen you do that already. Now. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, I've get, definitely been sit, at... Sit down, rockers. <laughs> I've definitely been at a festival yeah. before with a cup of tea, just being like, I'm having a real nice time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, they could go on for, you know, I, I would love to see Pierce become the Metallica of, of our scene. You know, that would be so, so cool. And I mean, you know, like you say, the, the possibilities on new music are endless. You know, I mean, they could go super heavy. Like, you know, they could get, you know, maybe like Drew from Stray from the Path on a tune or they could get Soupy from the One Years on a tune, Absolutely, you know, and yeah. they could slow things right down or they could speed them right up. You know, like they're so in tune with everything as well you know like they brought out let live and creeper at the end of last year to the uk yeah. which was such a perfect bill um and um especially on stage at download this year as well uh vic came out with um a let live bat patch and uh, a chris cornell Soundgarden t-shirt i just i feel they're just such fans of music and they're so in tune with everything and to have them as you know one of the figureheads of our world is just that's perfect, man. So um, so yeah, big up Pistol Can't wait to hear what they're going to come up with next. Um, Tamsin, what have we got next? What have we got next? Oh, here Will? we go. Here we go. Well, that's what he is asking. What <laughs> have we got next? <laughs> um, well, I spoke to one of my favourite bands not all that long ago, and it was such an exciting. Exciting chat, not exciting. It sounded like you said anxiety. Like, like, <laughs> it's all like, um, no, it was a, a really, really great chat, and I love these guys. It's of course State Champs. One of like I love them. I think everyone knows that I love State Champs. You do love State Champs. I do love State you, Champs. You've mentioned it. <laughs> um, but I, I had a chat with Derek and Tyler. Kind of, they've been so busy since Around the World and Back came out. Like they've literally not stopped. They've gone around the world and back again three times like and we kind of touched on that like and, and where you know new music guys is it is it coming they obviously released the deluxe edition which had slow burn and hurry up and wait both two kind of you know hurry up and wait was punch in the face pop punk anthem banger straight up whereas slow burn was like okay it's got a little bit of a groove to it i can do a little hip shake to this i'm enjoying <laughs> it both written with alex gaskar from all time low so I spoke to him a bit about that, if there's going to be a bit more of an all-time low touch on the new album, who else they would like to collaborate with, um, and just generally what, what is next for State Champs. Here we go. Derek and Tyler, thank you for joining us for the Roxanne podcast. You guys have been like crazy busy recently. We have. Like yeah. you've just not stopped. Have you like taken any time at all just kind of sit back and like look at everything that you're doing right now and being like a little bit we definitely like whenever we do do that we get kind of scared so I think it's better to just (laughs) keep going going. (laughs) maybe they have to think about it I don't really like looking in the rear view because I don't know it just like freaks me out no regrets don't look back just keep going it's nice because we get like at least a week or two off in between all these tours that we've been doing so it's like we get the little bit of time to go home catch our breath see family recharge and then just enough time to start getting bored (laughs) and then we're like okay we're ready to get back out there Good. Um, And you released the deluxe edition of Around the World back not all that long ago. How did that kind of all come together? Why did you want to put out the extra songs in the live DVD? The DVD is something we've been wanting to do for a long time. I think, did Elliot come to us with it first? Or did we think it? I think Elliot wanted to do it and 
we just, I mean, we, we started working with Elliot back in like 2015. Who was our photographer and yeah. videographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that made the DVD, know. yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't be so assuming. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just, what we always say is like when we, like growing up, these are all things that bands that we loved did, like uh, acoustic records or live DVDs or I anything like that. DVDs. Yeah, band I still DVDs, have all my old favorite band DVDs. Same, Like same. the, the yeah. Starting Line and Census Fail and Thrice yeah. and the Paramore DVDs. The Final Riot DVD. I'll still go back and watch yeah. those and it makes me pumped to be in a band now, but back then yeah. it was, it made me want to do what they were doing. So yeah. just want to do shit that they did. Yeah. Because that was tight as hell, so in my any, opinion. Yeah, so any chance we can get now to give back to our fans and show them what we do, do what it's like to be in a, thing, be in a yeah. band. And just to show that we're also pretty normal and we're like normal yeah. kids too sometimes, just hanging out. But like, just it was just a cool thing to do. We spent over a year filming it and like it is the Around the World and Back DVD. Yeah. So there's all different chapters from all different continents and countries. Australia and Japan and the UK, Europe and the US and Alaska. We go to Alaska in it. It's really cool. It's just something where you can really see what we get to do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Is it cool for like you guys to like watch it and look back and be like, oh my god, look at everything we did? Yeah, it's really cool. And it's something we'll be able to watch for the rest of our lives. So yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's going to be a nice so time. Something to show the grandkids. Yeah, it's, totally. it's, it's also really funny to see like how much we've changed in just like a year and a half or whenever, two years, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we've all like like learned how to dress a little bit better. <laughs> some, of us, some of us have like, you know, either gained weight or lost weight. Or it's just like, it's a really funny comparison from like two years ago to now. Yeah. It's a good time capsule. Yeah. Right? It, it really is. I'm going to open it up. It can either like make you feel really good about yourself or really bad. Well, we did a big <laughs> premiere for it at a theater in Los Angeles and like it, we sat in the front row. So it, we our faces were ginormous and you could yeah. see every little imperfection and we were like, oh God. Oh, is that <laughs> what I look like? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't too thrilled, but it's, it's totally fine. Um, and you gave us the two new songs with it as well. You wrote with Alex from All Time Low mm-hmm. for them. How did that come about? Did he approach you? Did you approach him? Did it, was it just like a natural we went thing? To him, didn't we? we asked he him. definitely approached me years ago and, and wanted to do some shit, but we never really like got there with it. I yeah. think uh, it was finally like, the right place, right time for both of us. And uh, yeah, it just uh, it just kind of happened. I felt, think. felt like the right And it was time. our first right. time ever collaborating with someone else that isn't just us in the band writing songs. Yeah. That's what we're used to, and that's where we come from. Just like sitting in a room, jamming out, and yeah, yeah, writing yeah. our songs together. This time we were like, oh, let's let's get outside of the comfort zone, think outside the box, and try try working with other people. And Alex was a great segue into that because he was already already our friend, and we're obviously yeah, yeah. we obviously think pretty highly of him. And, He's an influence of ours as well, so yeah. it was cool. He set the tone pretty nice and like just cool and comfortable. Yeah, just vibing and Goodness trying something both. new, but also being comfortable with it. And we came out with two pretty cool songs. So. Yeah, and like the two songs are kind of they're quite different in sound. Like yeah. slow burns a little bit more of a of a slower jam. Yeah. But then the other one is like really fast paced, loads of energy, yeah. a little bit edgy. That one just like blasts out of nowhere. Yeah, like straight in the face. Yeah. Um. So was that kind of like a look into where you're going with? New music, maybe a new album. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that, that, that's like always who we've been though. Like, like yeah. we we have like a duality about us. We're not just like you know the same song ten times on a record. So I think that's definitely what you could expect. Yeah. Yeah, I like the the dynamic of the two. How it's like it shows a little bit of everything. It's still yeah. champs, but it shows it's a little bit of a segue into what we're yeah. what we're writing now and the demos yeah. that we have right now. We're doing a lot of writing for the new record already. Mm-hmm. Still got a ways to go with it, but uh, after this tour is when we really start to dive into the new. Yeah. Process. Is Alex going to be involved with any of that process? I think we'll bring him back in for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we want to write some songs, go back to the roots, what we're used to, yeah. writing songs by yeah. ourselves, yeah. Yeah. and then uh, and combine those with the collaborations and yeah. pick the best ones. For the yeah. Yeah. So he, like, he did good. Was it like he a test good. for the last few I, I told him, okay, you can be part of the band now. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, just join just, us. Just leave yours. It's okay. <laughs> they don't need you. 
And that, like you've obviously done that huge tour recently with Broco and with Con and stuff. Do you mm-hmm. think maybe any collaborations there could happen? Yeah, I want Don Broco. I want Don Broco on the new. We are huge Don Broco fans now. We had no idea before, but we are sold. They're one of the coolest bands, and it was great to have them out on the tour. Like they know how to have a really good time, and we would watch them every day. Really good performers. There's rarely a band that will watch every day on tour. Yeah. And John Broco was one of those, so it was really yeah. cool. I think a state champs with John Broco collaboration would be killer. It'd be so sick, Absolutely. right? It'd be so sick. See if I saw um, like the video of you guys in the in the Wall of Death. <laughs> yeah. Like, was that on the last night of tour or yeah. something? Yeah. Like, well, we the, the, the last like three nights of the tour, they would do the Wall of Death, and they yeah. were like, "We need help." Pretty. They're, yeah, they're pretty. like, "We want you to you guys to go out there and like Derek take one side, Ryan take the other, and just like charge at each other." We're like, "All right, we're down." <laughs> so we just got right in there. We crowd surf into the middle and then yeah. open it up. And, that's insane. It. Yeah, it was wild. Luckily, with no broken bones. I was going to say, yeah. any, any injuries? Did you lose your glasses? No, and I went in with my glasses, too. I That's dangerous. Yeah, that was dangerous. Came out alive. We're okay. Good, <laughs> good. Um, and, like, are there any other, other than the Wall of Death, are there any other, like, highlights from that tour? Like, it was a pretty long tour. Um, you went home, did some hometown shows. That was really cool. I yeah. think that's, that's something that I think is really special, at least. Yeah, uh, we got to... First time anyone ever, ever had, like, welcome home signs in the crowd. That was really cool. I, yeah. I, 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 like, I was like... Did you lo- do a little I was cry? like, I might, I might have a cry back here. Like, I'm turning around, playing the song, like... Yeah, and to play. <laughs> so in our, many feelings. Yeah, to play in our hometown, to the the biggest venue in our hometown, and sell it out to our friends and our family. Yeah, and like the we overwhelming used to go support. see like a day to remember and bring me the horizon and like yeah. Chiodos and shit. Yeah. So we're like, we did it. Yeah, it was very cool. It was accomplishing. It was like a big sense of pride. For us. Yeah, we were very proud. Yeah. That's really awesome. And like from now then, is it just album? Are you concentrating on? After this tour, yeah. pretty much, yeah. It's time to get in the studio and really... Uh, Doing Riot Fest in September, but mostly just studio. Sick. Yeah, yeah we're going to have a little awesome. run around that and do like a few other shows, but mainly it's time to get to work, see what the next chapter yeah. goes. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, wicked chat with, uh, with Tams and the State Champs. Um, I'm going to put this out there to you guys. I think they need to make their the piece of the panic. Yeah. I mean, like, I think they're going to. But well, they are going but to. That's, yeah. that's the thing. It's, 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 not, it's not a case of need. It's a case of a have and it's bubbling under and it's going to like... I think they're kind of like... What I really liked about the chat is um, they, they know they're stepping it up with whatever comes next. They, you know, teaming, teaming up with Alex is their first time working, co-writing with, any, with anyone else really. They, but they're, they're still like, we want to be that band that's in their bedrooms like jamming some things uh, before then kind of being like, you know... How does this sound, Alex? Is this good enough, Alex? Um, and I think it's 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 really nice to see them being like we are still that little pop punk band from our hometown. But I feel like they know, like they know that this is going to be big. Like, yeah. and if there's a Don Broco collaboration on that album, I am going to lose my shit. Get Rob Damiani on this album, whatever you do, that guys. That will be the biggest party banger to ever exist. Ever. Make it happen. Like, if that happens, 2018 is one. There, done. Done and dusted. I've heard a rumour that Rob Damiani's quite fun, really, so it could work out. <laughs> <laughs> like, and can you imagine them performing that live? If, 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 oh, if it happens. Oh, my God. There's high kicks all over the oh show. Oh, my God. So many high kicks. Like, you'll literally just see me. I'll probably be, like, crying, but fist pumping, <laughs> high kicking, all at the same time. <laughs> That's like... You'd fall over. You'd be like Charlie Brown on Snoopy when he gets hit by a baseball that's and gonna, spins around. That's going to be me. If a Broker and State Champs collab happens, like, I'm just... Spinning. Spinning. Constantly. Mate, State Champs, Rob Damiani, if you guys are listening to this, 
please make this happen. You will yeah. make three people, and I'm sure thousands of others, very, very, very happy. I think my biggest thing from this chat was they're still unsure about why they're in the position they are. Like, then they're still like, oh, well, people quite like us, don't they? Yeah. And it just sounds so surprised and just so casual about it. Yeah. Like, like, it's really nice to hear, like, people be humble and be, like, so pleased that people are still giving a shit. And yeah. because all, all they're doing, they're just making music that they want to, like, around the world and back. It was, at times, bridging on an in-sync album. That's like, it, yeah. Which, and, which is what they want to be, like, after the finer things, which was one of the finest pop punk albums of the decade. And then they just go, well, actually, we're going to slow down, we're going to be more pop. And it's like, just doing what they want and being surprised by the response, it's just, it's really nice to see that level of, like, feeling going towards it. And they're, like, giving a shit about, like, it's like, oh, we've got fans. This yeah. is nice, isn't it? No, definitely. It's, it's, it's working out. Totally, and that's the thing. And it's a, it's a bit of a running theme across these two episodes so far, but um, it could go anywhere. Again, it's like you say, you know, The Finer Things was brilliant pop punk. Um, Around the World and Back had a real pop to it, you know. Uh, they would, they must have been jamming the absolute shit out of Taylor Swift's 1989 when they were making that oh, album. Oh, yeah, for sure. I yeah. remember, so I, I spoke to them like, just before Around the World and Back came out, and they even said to them, I was like, how much Taylor Swift were you listening to when you were recording this? And they were like, you have no idea. Oh, really, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah, and I remember, I remember, like when I spoke to them, I said, like, what? Why should people go and pick this up? Like, the final things was like great. You you smash that. Why should people check out this new album? And they, kind of jokingly, but also I think quite a bit seriously, were like, because it's gonna blow your fucking mind. Like, and they they knew then that this was the album that was gonna just push them into the stratosphere which it has done like if they were capable of taking that album into space i think they would have done it by now because they've they've <laughs> literally touched like all corners of the earth with it and they're still touring it now like they've just announced another u.s tour yeah and it's just like guys stop get in the studio <laughs> get in the studio make it happen but um and i just i just feel like this next album like i'm not ready for it but i'm so ready for it at the same time yeah, that- like I, th- I feel like what you feel with Neck Deep's album, yeah. that's what it's going to be for, for State Champs yeah. for me. When you first hear it, it'll be like the reverse. It'll be yeah. you doing all sorts You'll of You'll be there filming yeah. me as I'm bawling my eyes out <laughs> with joy. That's how, that's how I feel about the when Taylor Swift's going to come out. So. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. That's it. That's he says it. sitting here in a Taylor Swift t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He could say I'm a fan. Yeah, big up Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> I mean, um, on that tangent as well, um, they're good friends with Halsey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who aren't they friends with? Well, that's it. So the the door is open for, like we were saying with Rob Damiani, you know, and all this pop influence. Yeah. They could get someone like Halsey on this album. Yeah, I would. I would love that. I mean, they're friends with Taka from One OK Rock Uh, as well. Yeah. yeah. Get him in on there. Like, literally, they they are the friendliest band, and the amount I feel like they could just send like a group text around to be like, does anyone anyone feel? they want to come in on the album we've got like a space for a couple guest vocals Finn was up for it and yeah. I feel like everyone would just be like yes yes yes, yes. <laughs> I mean to have Halsey in that position it's like yeah man I'll, I'll pop over like yeah, stick sure. out like, stick when out do you want me? it's just like 
world superstar Halsey. Just like, yeah, I'll sing a little bit for you. Don't worry, yeah. don't worry about it, Derek from State Champs. Yeah, how sick like, would that be? And I mean, you know, we talked about tonight alive last week as well with um, with the rap section that Jen has laid down for that. You know, I mean, I think even as well that could extend here. You know, I mean, can you imagine like a childish Gambino on this album? You know, like <laughs> thing, like Derek, like well, Derek and Tyler, like they're all huge like hip hop fans as well. Yeah, they so, love Drake, like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the possibilities are endless with the new State Champs album they really are sky is limit that's it and um you know to finish off they might even do uh you know we've chatted about this outside the studio some sort of pop punk live age you know like a wonder years <laughs> all my friends are in bar bands you know just a chorus of pop punk front men and front Can women you know like imagine that the defend pop punk <laughs> <laughs> like it's actually coming back coming back stronger with a charity single how good would it be like feldman conducting and like how oh good my would it God, be yes, like, right? Feld- yeah. feldman be the guy like he brings it he, he will again literally just send like a group start a bit like a, a group whatsapp just be like pop punk live aid is yeah. happening who walks in yeah and you like you'll get blink you'll get five sauce you'll get state champs Man. you'll get literally fucking everyone yeah that's it and and yeah and everyone's minds will just go very and true and i hope we hear oh. all of this stuff on the state champs album make it happen guys yeah I mean, either that or yeah, just just do pop punk live aids. Like just, just like we're, we're just planning to see. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when it happens, make sure they give us some credit for the idea. Of course, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. of course, of course. Uh, so yeah, the State Champs album is going to be one of the biggest rock sound uh, releases next year. Um, so plenty more on that very very soon in the coming weeks. Um, cool. So to finish off our episode today. Um, I spoke to Aaron Pawley from Of Mice and Men. And now, um, this is very different to what we've been talking about before. Um, of Mice and Men have been through a very, very difficult time as of late. Um, Austin Carlisle, frontman, um, had to very sadly leave the band due to health issues. Um, and Aaron um, has stepped up as the sole frontman. They stayed a four-piece. And now Aaron takes both screaming and melodic vocals while still playing bass. Um, so they've completely... They've completely, they're reborn, basically. So they released two new songs earlier this year, Unbreakable and Back To Me, which showcased, I think, a sound that nods backwards, but also a sound that very much nods forward as well. Um, And I brought all this to Aaron to kind of go inside of that and kind of get to grips with how hard it's been, A, and B, how they've really bounced back from that and the process of essentially going through a rebirth and coming out stronger than ever. So um, it was a really fascinating chat and he was a top, top guy. So um, yeah, here's my chat with Aaron from Advice and Men. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on. I guess we'll go with the new songs first. Like, so Unbreakable and, uh, and Back To Me, like, is, is that kind of, is that a symbol of like the band being closer and sort of sturdier than ever really? It, you know, I, I, it is, I, and, and it's because I think in, in whether it's tragedy or if it's just general life change, I think that it's, it's, it softens the blow when you can live through that with people. And for us, like we, we're all neighbors. We all see each other all the time, you know, like we're, and I've heard it's rare the more I, the more I talk about it, but we are a band that generally love each other and hang out with each other all the time. Yeah. And I think to be able to kind of commiserate through experiences and at the same time create something that in a way helps us figure out our, you know, navigate, uh, blah, 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 I'm a terrible interviewee. <laughs> Mate, no worries. <laughs> no, but you know, it, 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 helps us, uh, it helps us navigate through that. And I think uh, to be able to do that with, with my brothers, it's, it's always been the dream. And, um, you know, to have people... Um, just be so supportive of it is is 
match. It almost brings you to tears, honestly. So we were facing the possibility of maybe we weren't going to play another show and maybe all the songs that we created together again wouldn't see a stage again. And I think, you know, for us to have done that and now to kind of feel a sense of validation like that that that, that was the right thing to do, um, it's just been awesome. Amazing, man. And like the songs themselves, like lyrically especially, I mean, are, is it as literal as it sounds, like Unbreakable, I mean, that sort of thing? Is it, is it kind of a very positive way yeah. of going forward? It's, you know, I think for as, as much as it's for our fans, because, you know, we always write music for the people that listen to it, um, but we always selfishly write music for ourselves too. And I think um, for me, I tend to usually write things that I want to hear or that I want to believe fully deep down in my heart and I think that the, the songs in a way especially lyrically is always a way that I can kind of maybe even trick myself into fully 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 believing that you know because it's it's scary I think the we face you know like I said the precipice of, of you know maybe this is it maybe the road has come to an end and this is awesome and I'll go home and I'll find a day job I'll find something to do and and that'll be that but I think you know to take that leap of faith um we did and our fans caught us and it's awesome and people like you have caught us and it's awesome because the support that you guys show us um, means just as much as the fans man that's awesome I mean like that's yeah. the thing I mean, saying, we are like huge supporters of the Mice and Men and like you know it's great to see you guys really pushing on and kind of coming out with these awesome tunes like Thanks, man. I guess to go from that like in terms of uh, sort of in the new lineup, is it stepping up as the sort of sole front man of the band is it, it, it has it been a hard job um it's not been hard in the sense of the physicalities of it. Sometimes it's hard because, you know, I, I, I will think about before I did that and playing the songs, and sometimes I look to my left and he's not there. Um, and sometimes that's kind of difficult. But you know what? It, it, feels, it feels more similar than it does different. And I don't know if that's weird and maybe that's not what, like, people would expect or want to hear, but, like, so much of the spirit of why we always did this is still there yeah. um, and it's it, it is it is a different lineup and it is a different experience but the fuel behind that the energy and and, and the the essence of that is so so much the same that some days it feels like this is the way it's been because in a, in a lot of ways it hasn't changed we still do this all for the same reasons you know yeah definitely and I mean like in that respect it feel kind of kind of natural in a way and the fact, I mean I know obviously you sort of you know you took the sort of the main vocals in Jamie's Elsewhere yeah. and like I guess is it, is it kind of it, it feels as I say yeah it feels kind of natural and you've kind of sort of almost grown into your own skin very quickly it it, it it definitely is feeling more natural now yeah it's it's less it's less me thinking about what I'm doing and more me just kind of experiencing all of us playing the songs um and um yeah, man, that's such a good question. You're asking great questions, by the way. Thank you so like much, that. man. But it's it, it's it's been awesome. It's it's uh, it is definitely a change. Some days it's difficult. Sometimes uh, I feel like maybe I'm choking on my hair or you know catching my breath. And you know what? What is difficult is that I don't headbang as much anymore because there's a microphone there, and I, that's one thing I do kind of miss. Was I used to go pretty hard in the headbang paint, and now I headbang maybe once or twice during the set because I'm stuck in front of a microphone but being stuck in front of a microphone also means I get to see the crowd more yeah. so I get to interact and I get to kind of look out and share more moments with people than maybe just myself and my bass and my hair so it's been awesome it's been a growing experience but I, I'm, I'm, I'm I've never been one to resent growth or change I, I, I kind of embrace it and I in a way um, 
going to wake it off on it. I, I like the I like the idea of not staying the same and changing. And so it's it's been a change, but it's been a, a positive one. Definitely, like that's awesome. And I guess as well in terms of like, because obviously for a while in the Meister Man you were taking the the melodic vocals and like so taking the screaming vocals as well now. Like, is how's that been vocally? Um, it's been awesome. Um, I've I had a lot of training in the past. Um, when I was in college, for the, the, the brief time that I was in college, stay in school, by the way. No, the brief time I was in college, for my electives, I took um, Italian opera for like a year and a half. And that's where I really learned how to use my voice and also how to just vocalize so like I can talk for hours and not go hoarse and stuff like that. Like Because ultimately, it's kind of like, you know, if you're working out, you have... Um, you know, a coach or a trainer, and they, they, they teach you how to how to do you know the curls without blowing your arm out, and yeah. so very much the same way people can um, people can do the same uh, for your voice. So it's it's been um, no, it's been awesome, and you know, and, and I find that the more we play and the longer our sets go, the more my voice is it's, there's more longevity to it. Before, when I was doing, I, I would do you know, like maybe half the vocals, but there was a lot of time where I would be belting, yeah. and then I would stop, yeah. and I would be belting again, and when you stop, that's when things can start to swell, and when blood can kind of like get in there, and, yeah. and so if you're just consistently using it for like an hour, it lasts longer, I feel like. Yeah. Maybe I sound bad now, I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> no, it was something I did for a long time uh, in my previous band. Um, and something I do now, and I would not recommend it for people who don't have that training because it is really easy to damage your voice. And if you're planning on living a long life, which I hope everyone who listens to this is, you're going to want to have a voice. I guess, I mean, it's kind of obvious to say, but like, does this really feel like almost a new era, almost a rebirth for Mice and Men? It, it, it does. It feels like a new chapter in a very long um, book that we've all written together. And you know what, it was really important for us uh, moving on without Austin, you know, like we, we were never gonna replace him because I can't think of, I, I, like who are you, like he was such a great front man, like you're not gonna replace him. And then secondly, even on the, on the family side of it, that's our brother, like we're not gonna replace him. And so for us to be able to still do these songs, you know, Alan's also hugely stepped up to do background screaming stuff too, which is awesome. Shout out Alan if you're listening, which I know you're not because you're with me. Wait, did I just, I, I basically, I think I just said that I'm not listening to this, but I will be listening to this. You better believe it. I'm going to be live tweeting. Shout out Alan, not Aaron. <laughs> but no, but it, you know, it, it's been awesome. So for everybody to kind of step up to ensure that we can deliver these songs to the fans is important yeah. because for us, like, that's all it was ever about. It was never about the band name or about the business or about the brand. It was always about the music and the songs and for us to still be able to do all of this um, and, and to be embraced um, by people like Rock Sound, like yourself, um, by the fans and, and you know what, by other bands in the community too. It's, it's, it's really been awesome and humbling and we could not be happier. And I hope it shows, I hope, it, I hope you can see it. You can see me right now, the people can't, but you can see me. We're just happy to be it here, definitely man. Definitely shows. Aaron is beaming right now, like beaming. awesome. <laughs> and I guess as well, like and talking of that, like um, Austin, as a fan of the band, Austin seemed very proud of you guys, sort of it, post his his departure from the band. Is is that something that you've really found has kind of spurred you on? You know what? It's yeah, and, and, it, and it, we've always done this for ourselves, for our fans, and literally for rock and roll. Like I think rock and roll exists as this entity somewhere yeah. that we can all feel but maybe can't see you know yeah. 
like a religion, if you will, <laughs> without all the bullshit. Can I say bullshit? It's a podcast, right? You can swear. Right? You can swear. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> but you know what? Like, it, it's we've always just we, we we love rock music. We love rock and roll. We love the community. We love the fans. We love the people. Um, and and all of that, you know. And, and and if people can feel what we're feeling and latch onto that and validate that by saying like, I like this. Like, I can tell the 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 genuineness of it then we feel like we've done our jobs and that's like the biggest reward we can have yeah definitely absolutely uh, I guess it, in that respect like in terms of the new music like I know you guys are writing and continuing to write are we expecting more new music oh always expect new music <laughs> but also always expect the unexpected because you know we went from being a band that was very very goal oriented and we still are but also very schedule oriented so we would set a goal we would make a two-year schedule to get to that goal and then we literally like if you think about a roller coaster we would lock to that track and just go but the problem is is the roller coaster was over we'd get to wherever our goal was like you know if it was we want to release restoring force and then in a year and a half we want to end up in brixton you know we did that and it was awesome but i remember being at brixton thinking huh we're here now. And then the last two years was a blur, you know, yeah. because we're just so focused. And that, that wasn't a bad thing, but we are very now conscious of the fact that time is precious. You never know if, if it's going to be your last show. So enjoy it, you know, and enjoy the press. Enjoy everything. Enjoy everything about this because it's finite. Definitely. Which, which finite is a dope-ass song by Volumes on their album that they just <laughs> dropped called Different Animals. So check it out, because that's a, no. I'm serious. That's a banger. It's unbreakable. A good indicator of what to come, what's to come, or are you saying expect the unexpected? So um, expect the unexpected, but in, expect a very energetic, invigorated album someday when we put it out. Because I'm not gonna tell. I'm not even gonna give off the slightest hint of when we're dropping a new album, which we will drop a new album, um, or a new song or songs. But I will say, too, that we have been writing arguably some of the heaviest material that we've written. And we absolutely love metal. And I think just doing these festivals and getting on stage and screaming my head off and being up there with my dudes making loud noise, like, we're, we're going to start working on new music, you know, coming off of, off of these festivals. And so I know a lot of this, a lot of the energy and heart that the UK and Europe's got in their rock and metal scene is going to bleed into our album so heavily. Man, I'm so excited. And then, and then we're going to come back next year and do this all again. Yeah. But higher up. And maybe and maybe with some fire. Oh. Or lasers. We've never used it. We've never used it ever. And I'm terrified that I would, like, forget the cue and whoo. <laughs> just roast myself. James Hetfield. Yeah, yeah, make a little AP s'more. <laughs> Not good. Awesome. So uh, that was my chat with Aaron Pauly. Um, so yeah, we'll kick off the new songs. Unbreakable back to me. Firstly, they're great, right? So they book, they look forward and look back, as I say. Um, a bit like with Sirens, is this a changing of worlds from Mice and Men? Tamsin? I don't think so in, in the sense that, you know, where Sirens are going with what they're doing. Um, I, like I said, it's, it's a rebirth. For of mice and men, what they've been through it was really, really tough for them, and they were kind of put in a situation where they can go, do we just leave this, start a new project or something, do go off and do our own things, do our own solo projects, or do we f keep fighting, keep writing music and just kind of working it out, 
And that's exactly what they've done. And I think that's one of the biggest things to come out of this is they've, they've, they had the opportunity to be like, fuck it, I'm done. Um, but they, they've stayed true to themselves and they, you know, they've said like, we thought about getting another vocalist, but we couldn't stand on stage looking at someone else that wasn't Austin. Like it just wouldn't work. Um, and like, obviously the new songs that they've put out, like everyone loved them. They were re- really, really good. And it's the same sort of thing. Like they could have put those out and everyone could have gone a bit like, well, it's not the same without Austin, is it? But instead everyone was just like, holy shit. Like Aust- having Austin was, was great. Like he was a great member of the band, but like, They've stepped up massively, like coming out of like a really, really crappy situation. They've stepped up and just been like, yeah, like throw what you can at us. Like we will only do better. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, like fair play to them because I think now that putting that mu- new music out there was really important for them because I feel like that it was like a confidence boost. Mm. Um, and it's got them to be like, okay, we can do this. We can totally do this. And now they're just going to go on and smash it. Definitely. Like, it's such a brave move. And I mean, you look at a band like, say, Avenged Sevenfold, you know, in our world, in that they cut their teeth on Warp Tour for a long time. And then they became this huge arena metal success story. You know, we could be seeing a similar thing from Mice and Men. I mean, yeah. Jack, how are you feeling it? Well, I think Aaron sounds buzzed. Like, he sounds so pumped for what's going on with the band and just so positive for the future. And said out of something which could have completely broken them. Like, it was so... <clears throat> the amount of time which, like, Austin was struggling just to go through to make that decision, they could have, like, gone... <clears throat> well, whatever. But for him to be so pumped about everything and about these new songs and about the future... Like, it is interesting you're saying about Avenged because, like, they've completely transcended everything and they like they don't play anything smaller than a massive stage now with huge production and you see Mice in the past like they've been they've supported Linkin Park like they're with the big guns they're doing Five Finger Death Punch like in um, whenever it is um, December I think December I'm glad you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you, you should work in the music business <laughs> um, and all these huge stages and like they've they've been working it up and like the style that they're on now is what can smash arenas. Like they've done that process. They've gone through like the breakdown phase into like the like kind of new metal phase, and now they're just writing huge fucking rock songs which can like take on anything. Like it's perfect. The radio perfect for the pit, perfect for whatever. And just to like from the brink of collapse to come back and swing, like not just come back swinging, but come back with a fucking jackhammer and completely smash everything that's in front of them. Like, it's huge. Like, it's, it's another case we keep saying it, but, like, it's a, it's a point that anything can happen. Yeah. Like, now, like, the next few months could, like, who knows? Like, yeah, it's Honestly, mega. who fucking knows? The thing is, as well, like, um, when they played Download Festival, um, I had friends there that, like, kind of just watched them. Like, they, they didn't really know much about the bands. They kind of knew a few songs. They knew that Austin had left and they kind of been going through this sort of situation. And, and they were, like, you know, sending messages to our group chats and stuff. And it's been, like, fair fucking play to, to Aaron, like, who's, who's doing both vocals. They were, like, he is absolutely smashing this. Like, you wouldn't even... Like, if you didn't know what has happened with mm. the band, you would just think that he's just, like... Like, he is the front man, like... And has been for years. Like, he's massively stepped up into the role. And, you know, the other guys have stepped up to help out with backing vocals and things. And I feel like they've all just been, like... 
We got this. Well, yeah, that's, think, yeah. think, how, think how Aaron, he came in to replace Shaylee. That's like, it, yeah. Like, he's gone from being, and as well, like, his time in uh, Jamie's Elsewhere. Yeah. Like, he was the biggest voice of that. A band who was severely underrated in this world and not got enough plaudits as they should. Um, but he's come in, like, to replace someone with that. And then he's just taken the step up. He's like, it's almost like a promotion. Exactly. I mean, uh, replacing Shaylee, that was a huge job in itself. Oh, big and the fact that he's had to do it basically twice now, and that mm. he's had another equally huge job in having to um, not replace, but kind of um, take on Austin's side of the band as yeah. well. And Austin was such a talismanic, huge presence in that band, you know. So, and Shaylee was this amazing voice that... He's taken both and he's just smashing it. Like, I mean, I saw the download set and it, he just, like, vocally, he sounded perfect. And like I said about presence, he had such a presence, you know, like you say, Tamsin, like, you would never have necessarily known that he would only been doing this for a few months, you yeah. know. So what could come now, like you say, Jack, is just, it's insane. Like, I mean, he was saying about they're writing some of the gnarliest shit they've ever mm. written. And I mean, that's not necessarily what I expected and that's so Absolutely exciting. Not. No, to be doing that, like, when you look back over, like, the back catalogue of what mice have, like... I think of tracks like OG Loco oh, man, and yeah. like just the pure force that that was like on an album. Like, like a baseball bat. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh mate, I go off every time. Like mate. pure stuff. <laughs> oh, bangers. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and then the things which they're able to do on Restoring Force, it's, it's interesting that from there, like they're saying that they're going heavier. Yeah. Like bloody hell, like to be able to do that when you've already got this in like your catalogue, like it's quite daunting for a listener, not for a band. Like, <laughs> I'm worried about my like my tinnitus is going to get even worse. <laughs> but, yeah. but like, yeah, to be able to say that, it's it's exciting. It's really exciting from so exciting. from to say from the brink of the unknown to like flying into the sun. That's like. it. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, you talk about the legacy that the band have got behind them. You know, when we talk about classics in our scene you know there's there's the flood which i'd say you know we mentioned og loco and and songs like still ydgn songs like that like they're absolute classics i think and to many of you out there as well so mm. to be able to you know have that as your your kind of support system i guess and then take from that and create something that could be as good is just man like what the band could come back with is just again it's just this world of possibility and the fact they've done it when they were facing defeat, to be honest, is extremely impressive, and I just want them to come back and just nail it, you know? Yeah, big style. And do um, we reckon they do it? Oh, yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Like, no, nothing in my head can say that they're going to do anything other than completely nail whatever they put forward. And it's, ex it's exciting to think what they're going to come back with when they come back with Five Finger and what sort of stage show they've got and what songs they've got to play with and the set which they can put forward. And then that's a whole other world, like, world of fans there who go, go, who's this lot? Yeah. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Crossover like, potential yeah. again. Yeah. So, shout out Mice, shout out Paul, Aaron Paulie, shout out Riffs. <laughs> yeah, always shout out Riffs, shout out Breakdowns. Yeah, it's uh, it's a fascinating story, and um, I can't wait to see what happens next. So yeah, huge, huge shout out to those guys. Cool. So um, that's our launch specials finished. Uh, it's been quite the time, right, guys? Oh, it's been yeah. sick. We packed so much into it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like my voice is like gonna fall out. You know, like. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like 
I've been through two cups of tea, like kept it lubricated. I could talk for another hour. <laughs> like I could talk. I could talk just all night. Going, so just keep going. Forever, well, whoa, whoa, <laughs> slow down. Like go forever. Bloody hell. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, I say, let us know what you think. Let us know what you enjoyed. Let us know your favourite chats, and then of course, let us know what bands you want us to speak to and the things you want us to speak to them about, because um, we can definitely make that happen. Um, you say definitely. We will definitely try. To well, make it yeah, maybe I shouldn't promise. If you come it. back and say like the Spice Girls or something, <laughs> probably going to be a bit tricky. But we'll see what we can do. Like, yeah, but I mean, like, if someone did say the Spice Girls, we're not going to go. Get sporty spice in. Yeah, yeah, oh man, yeah. Get posh on the phone and see yeah. what's going to happen. Like, yeah. But we'll look at it and go. Well, it's not like we're going to go like track down the PR <laughs> and go let, let, let's talk about that new grindcore release which they've yeah. been planning for 20 years you know what I'm saying I know yeah, yeah. like, like yeah. what we've got coming up is just it's so exciting and I'm, I'm I'm really stoked to just talk with you guys and for you guys all to hear what we've got coming up as well it's likewise likewise so uh, yeah let us know your thoughts at uh, podcast at rocksound.tv and uh, also our Twitter handle is at rocksound or one word uh, let us know everything and uh, yeah just uh, just treat us nicely and uh, be reasonable like uh, Tamsin and Jack are saying those yeah. well, Spice Girls I mentioned the Spice Girls I love the Spice Girls but yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, tell us what we should do better tell us what we should do less tell us if we should talk more Tell us what collabs you want. Tell us who you want us to talk to. Tell us your favourite songs. Just yeah. talk to us. Like, yeah. we're here for you. Hey? You're, you're as much a part of this as we are. So, yeah, it'd be great to have you all on board. Yeah. 100%. We want to know exactly what you're digging in the music world. Um, guys, it's been emotional. It's goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Get in. Get in.